0: I got tired of walking past all those fruit trees in the shop, but luckily now, most of them are in the ground.
1: Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Subsistence farmers using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun
0: while we're doing it. And we don't make all misstatements. Now, Lee and Amanda
1: Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of March the 21st, 2013. We're talking about the orchard today, just a little sort of an update, I guess, about what's going on there, and in particular, the filling in that we're doing for trees that have died or just adding a tree here and there. This is the time of the year when we do our fruit planting, although we're a little bit late I know, it's the first
0: day of, I guess it's the second full day of spring. um, And some of these trees, we actually have one that's not yet planted. So we are a little late, but it's it's still cool. I don't think we're going to be in too much trouble. I don't think we're going
1: to be in too much trouble either because we're irrigated. What they say is that if we were not dripped, that this would be awfully late in the season to be planting yeah. because the roots don't get a good chance to develop ahead of the foliage, and as a result, you end up stressing the roots. With the drip irrigation, we think we'll probably be able to get away with it, but we should have gotten them in the ground more like right. December or January. And, I,
0: and some of them we actually bought in February, but they sat around, like I said, in the shop. Of course, we were keeping them there to keep them from, well, especially the kiwi fruit, which we'll talk about, to keep them from getting too cold. But, um, and then we would set them out on a warm, warmish day. But, uh, you know, we, we've had some of these for a while. They've needed to go in the ground.
1: Yes, they have. And I will say at the outset that all of these trees that we're telling you about are noted in the Longleaf Breeze planting database. So you can go there and see exactly where we got them and what experience we've had with them and so forth. Uh, the first one we want to tell, talk about is uh, Granny Val, um, self fruitful muscadine that we used to replace the Dixie red that died on row seven. And that's done. And Oz, uh, nearly see if we can tell, it's going to be fine. Then we've got three granny vows that we planted out on Veg Hill on the very first muscadine trellis we built.
0: Right. We actually had planted four muscadines out there, but they turned out to have very small fruit
1: Almost the- about the size of a wild muscadine. Yeah, you know, what's the point? We could go out and pick that stuff. So we uh, went ahead and terminated all but one of them. So we replaced the three we terminated with these granny valves. They are self-fruitful. We probably, well, we certainly could have gotten by with um, two two granny valves. And a female of some kind. But for reasons I can't explain, I went ahead and got three ra- granny boughs. They and that's taste what we good. Planted. Those
0: are good muscadines. We love the
1: granny boughs. Yeah. They taste good. They have nice big berries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not complaining. Uh, we also planted two loquats at the end of row nine. Row nine is a muscadine row. But it had, by design, it had drip hose extending out to the, w- the east of it. So we... Um, we always knew that was an expansion slot. We just didn't know for what.
0: And thanks to our friend Linda Greebel, who made us Thank a, gift, you, Linda. a gift of those lovely loquat trees, we have those out there to add to our collection.
1: And what I did is let the drip hose come straight out, plant one loquat, and hmm. then let it bend down to the south to plant the second. So this, the second loquat is not in line with row 9, it just worked out as a better spot because there's some shade from a nearby hickory tree that I was trying to avoid. So,
0: Well, that's good. And then the kiwi fruit. That, yeah, that's our big that's... catch of the season.
1: <laughs> We've talked for about three years now about our desire to get these golden kiwi, and we finally have them.
0: Right. They're in the ground now, even better.
1: We, uh <laughs> They say you need at least one male for every four or five females. We had four slots, so we probably could have gotten along just fine planting three females and one male, but... Everybody is concerned about relying on one male because Mm -hmm. what happens if that male dies? You're just sort of dead in the water. You're
0: dead in the water. You won't have any more fruit. So
1: So we opted to plant two females and two males, and that's what we have. Uh, This is all on Veg Hill. There's a one, it's that same row on which we planted the Granny Val muscadines, and it's really not the best design of a trellis for muscadines. It's a double curtain trellis, and the trellis line is eh, a little over six feet high. Um, the difficulty is not, this, not the height, but the um, double-curtain, because with the riotous growth that muscadines have, it won't be long before trying to get up between those two lines and do the pruning that we need to do on the muscadine is going to get tedious. Um, but that's, you know, I'm willing to live with that. That's how the the trellis is designed, and we don't need that many kiwi fruit. So we went ahead and planted four muscadines and four kiwi fruit.
0: And the majority of your muscadines don't have that kind of trellis. They're on a simple
1: yeah, um, most of the muscadines are on a single-line, mm-hmm. five-foot-tall trellis, and the, it works much better for yeah. muscadines. So,
0: but, you know, rather than waste that space where there was already a trellis, it just made sense to to put some fruit that we can use in there.
1: Yeah. Uh, we have one bright well that we brought in to replace a bright well that died last year, and that's on the Blueberry Strip, which is immediately north of the barn, <laughs> Um that was, I, I really feel good about the blueberries. Well, I shouldn't say that. I feel I'm I'm very apprehensive about the blueberries. Because of the fire. Because of the fire. Um, I had a brush fire. I caused a brush fire. Uh, when was it? Back in January? It was
0: January 25th or something like okay, that. or because, yeah, you were in California. I remember it was my last full day in California before I flew home when you called Adrian and me and you said, well, the good news is the fire is out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was really poor taste. All, all um, I
0: could imagine was, okay, well, then I don't want to hear the bad news, do I? <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, well, we are remarkably fortunate for a fire that uh, probably burned hmm. about four or five acres in the core campus immediately adjacent to the barn and immediately adjacent to the lodge. It inflicted no damage on either the barn or the lodge or any of our equipment. However, I think we may have compromised several of our blueberries. And the reason I say that is that, you know, by now I would have expected them to be showing some blooms and so forth.
0: Because the healthy ones are. We're seeing lots of blooms from the healthy The
1: early ones. season ones are, yeah, and uh, we've got some early season blueberries that by all rights, ought to be blooming by now, but are not. And when we pick at the stems, they have a crispness that is not um, promising. It it looks like I probably did a few in. However, what we've decided to do rather than, okay, let's go out and buy more blueberries, we've decided we will take our time. I'm going to learn to propagate blueberries, and we're going to start our own blueberries and plant them so it'll be a little slower but eventually
0: but we, we will fill in all those spots where they die. eventually we will fill
1: in all those spots and then we will be in a position to give blueberries to our friends and family and right would be nice so i'm really excited about that i'm i'm looking forward to being in a position to give some blueberries away uh we still have a waschata thornless blackberry uh Ouachita is a an erect uh thornless blackberry does not need a trellis, but I I think the slot that I may be f- planting it in has a trellis line. So we may trellis it even though it's an erect black right. blackberry. And
0: that's the plant that I was referring to earlier to say, well, we still... We haven't planted everything. We have that one plant yeah, left. Yeah, we have
1: one. but you know, And it, it's looking and,
0: pretty. It's already blooming.
1: Yeah, it's looking good. So uh, we just need to get it in the ground. Uh, this is not on the subject of backfilling but it is an issue about the orchard that uh, bears some discussion Uh, you and I both are becoming concerned about several of the apples Uh, concerned in the sense that they may require too many chilling hours and we may just have Mm -hmm. to bring them down and put something that's a little more forgiving
0: i hope not that would make me sad to have to bring them down at this stage but um but you know better to figure it out early rather than continue to have no fruit
1: exactly if we're going to have trees that will be barren year after year after year i don't want to keep trying to you know make a silk purse out of a sow's ear but if they're not going to bear let's get them rid of them and plant something that will bear
0: And I guess some of the the plums, like the Bruce plums. Yeah, my concern about about the
1: Bruce plums is not chilling hours; it is taste. Um, I when we got those from Pike County Co-op, nobody said, "Hey, by the way, these are not really a very good tasting plums." But I've since done some research, and uh, I can't find anybody who's really excited about the taste of a Bruce plum.
0: But my thought on that is they may might be okay for making jam or jelly. They might. Maybe not so great for yeah. eating it right off the tree.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm certainly not trying to pull the trigger on the Bruce Plums. I'm going to leave them alone. We're going to see, you know, we're going to let them bear and see how we like the fruit. Right. There's, just, there's always possibility that we will say, oh, we love this. These Bruce Plums taste great. Or like you say, we may be able to make jam or jelly. I
0: love or, plum jam. Or, or I really pie. Do. Or, or pie. Like yeah, that. I mean, you know, use them in all kinds of ways. Maybe plum wine. Who knows? <laughs>
1: yeah, you have have to put together a pretty good quantity of them to be to do wine. That's wine true. So. But,
0: you know, w- w- the point is you could make something with it other than eating it off the tree. Yeah. Whereas so many of those other fruits I think will be good to eat right off the tree. Um, such as, the kiwi fruit, which is, that's one of the advantages of One of the advantages golden, of the golden
1: is mm-hmm. that we don't have to pick it and then store it for long enough for it to ripen. We can go ahead and pick it right off the tree and eat it. So, yeah, that, that's really got us excited. I know. forward to that. And, of
0: course, muscadines. I love when they're ripe just to walk along that trellis line and pick the ripe ones out. Just
1: much muscadines. I know. They're pretty Mm-mm-mm. good. Mm-mm. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about what's next for the orchard. We have uh, three rows that are expansion, Uh, that is rows that are available for us to use basically for whatever we want to use them for. Uh, The drip hose, the header runs right by them. Uh, There is no trellis line in place now, but we can place, we can install a trellis line easily enough. and we also have that space that wraps around Veg Hill, and it's the space around that wraps around Veg Hill where we're hoping to plant pecans. Right. That's uh, our hope that, is that next fall we will plant pecans, and that depends on getting trees, and that depends on my getting that phone call that we talked about. Um, Pecans are in short supply. Or in specific the varieties they are. The, the yeah. varieties we need, correct, are in short supply. And I should have called two months ago to place our order for them, and I didn't. And we just need to get it going. Um, we think because muscadines are so prolific and so easy to use for wine that we may go ahead and plant a row or two More additional of muscadines. Of muscadines. Right. And um, you just can't go wrong with muscadines in Central Alabama. Mm-hmm. They're great. They're easy to grow, and so forth. Then we've also talked about um, a row of what what shall we call them? Weird fruit.
0: <laughs> well, uh, lesser known or less commonly planted. Yeah, in things this area, that are just
1: sort of a potpourri of fruit that you don't see every day. Pluots, plumcots, nectarines, jujube, pawpaw, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying I, to figure yeah. out exactly what that should include. And uh, it'll be more for curiosity than anything else. I don't right. think we're talking about significant production of any of those things.
0: Just that it'll be fun to do something different. I'm still interested in the idea of trying a cherry tree, although it needs to be shaded from the afternoon sun so that wouldn't fit in with the expansion space that you're talking about
1: no and we really you know unless you're willing to expose it to the deer we really don't have a place that is shielded from the afternoon sun
0: well and i'd rather not expose it to the deer so yeah i
1: Uh i am content to let my brother dave borden be the one who understands and who succeeds with cherries um they seem to be so demanding here in Alabama that um, it's going to be a while before I'm going to have the nerve to try to grow cherries. Uh, but you never know. We don't make all the statements. Um, we may at some point decide that's exactly what we need to do.
0: But I am excited about when I look out and see the uh, see the, what's going on with the blooming right now in the orchard. Some of the pear trees are blooming beautifully. Um, we had a near, near freezing temperatures last night. But hopefully we won't go below freezing. After yeah, this. I don't
1: think we have lost anything in last night's freeze. I think we did um, lose that, that warren lost a lot of its blooms because it bloomed oh, so early. It
0: really did, yeah.
1: And, it, and we had a hard freeze, like, like, like 26 or so, um, after the warren bloomed. And there are no blooms that have made it on the warren. It, some, yeah. The leaves have made it. The, the foliage is fine, but the, there are no blooms that made it. So mm-hmm. I think the warren probably got clobbered, but I think everything else is fine.
0: Well, that's good. So let's hope and keep our fingers crossed that the, the really cold weather is over and that those trees will continue blooming and hopefully produce some fruit. I'd love to have some peaches this summer. We didn't get any Wouldn't last year. Wouldn't
1: it be nice to have some peaches? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, peaches are difficult to grow organically in central Alabama, particularly with our lousy soil. But um, hey, we're persistent. We're going to keep at it and see what we can come up with. And I guess you and I both have a philosophy about peaches. It's, it's like, hey, w- we're not banking on them. We're not going to build our plans around them. But if we get some peaches, great, we'll enjoy them and make the most of them. Right, that's them exactly
0: the way I feel. Um, you know, and, and so many of the crops, like I can see the fig trees blooming, they look great. Uh, got a little bit of action going on with the pomegranates. Just, you know, the, the, there's so many different types of trees that are doing well that it's not, we won't starve, let's put it that way. We'll
1: be fine. And we hope that you make the most of your week coming up, and we'll look forward to visiting with you next time. Take care. You've been listening to Longleaf
0: Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.